Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, a.k.a. Sneezy Wonder. This dry air is wreaking havoc upon my allergies, but you know what? We are here, and the time is now. Uh, so we're here today with Art Talk with Liza Lee. For those who haven't tuned in for our Tuesday show before, let me get these levels proper, pr- properly aligned. For those who haven't joined us for our Tuesday show before, we have uh, my good friend, the one and only Liza Lee, who is a phenomenal artist. And she comes in every Tuesday and she gives us the tea, basically, on different famous works of art, different famous artists, different famous art sites, and all kinds of of, of things. She's a, a treasure trove of information, if you will. Liza, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic this morning, Joe. How is your, your, your voice is so sultry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> how was your new year? My new year was fabulous. Uh, I uh, had a fire in the yard with Nate, and we made some snow volcanoes and drank some champagne and kept it low-key, but it was really nice. It was fun. We really enjoyed the snow. That sounds amazing. You know, the snow has been intense. I feel like I'm back home in Michigan, and I'm being... I'm being tortured, long story short. No, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. I, I don't mind the snow. I just don't understand why the entire town is one gigantic sheet of ice. Yeah, I don't care for the ice so much. Yeah, the ice is the intense part for me. But you know what? We digress. Um, so, Eliza, you have a really interesting little piece of something for us today. The Temple of Dominor. Yeah, probably the coolest thing I've ever, I've ever heard. So in my we life. just watched a little three-minute video on what the Temple of Dominor is, and after this show, if you guys have a chance to look at it, it is something to behold. It's really crazy. Like it's a man-made structure made in like the seventies, and it's and it's just literally a gigantic temple underneath a house. Yeah, so basically in 1978, um, Oberto Araudi, who is a philosopher and artist and just like a really dreamy dude his whole life, um, saw a falling star one night when he was hanging out with his friends in his backyard and thought that this was a really auspicious time to begin this fantastic project. And so they started digging right there and then with simple rudimentary chisels and hammers and they started tunneling into this rock. And so now underneath this suburban home in um, northern Italy, about 30 miles north of the city of Turin, is a series of underground chambers. And the chambers span over, gosh, what is 300 meters, which is like 1,093 feet. Um, some of the ceilings are as high as 25 feet tall. Um, and they're all covered in these intricate, the ceilings and the floors are all covered in intricate murals that were done by Oberto and his followers. Um, this, the project in its entirety took 15 years and was com- nearly completed in total secrecy, which was the amazing part. Like all of that was built without anybody knowing about it. And then they were only found out when um, in 1991, one of their followers uh, turned salty basically oh. and turned them into the Italian police. And so the Italian police were like, what the heck? You need to show us this right now and or we're going to dynamite the entire hillside. There's always one trash bag, Judas. You guys, check your friend circle. There's always that one <laughs> Judas. Look at the person who's looking at, at, at your new fly kicks, at, at your new rings, and, and and kick them out of that circle quickly because they will, they will turn on you every time. <laughs> every, every time. <laughs> so... Um, 
So yeah. they're see they're turned into the Italian police by this one uh, garbage bag jealous Beesbo. Mm-hmm. For some petty reason, um, I can't remember why. It's some here, somewhere in my notes, but it's it doesn't fine. matter. It, it doesn't why. even matter. He's doesn't whack. Even he, ma- he doesn't even wha- need yeah. any more acknowledgement. No more airtime for him. <laughs> You're done. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so they uh, they do. This is in 1991, and like I said, the project was pretty much completed. Um, and so Oberto shows the police. Uh, in 1991, the the whole thing. And they report it back to the Italian government who, of course, like poopy pants government does, uh, orders them to be destroyed. Mm. But there was such an outcry from the local community, such a huge outcry that the government totally did a complete, you know, 180 and said, you know what, keep going and make it bigger and better. And actually, I mean, the whole thing was completed by non-architects. So they were like, this is very risky. You have a bunch of hippies that are tunneling into the earth and making, but they were fantastic. You saw pictures. Oh, yes. They were, they're fantastic and they don't look like janky. I mean, they're like, they're ornate. One of the rooms is covered completely in gold leaf. One room is a four-sided pyramid topped with a glass dome. It literally looks like something from ancient Egypt or something from like an ancient society who's done something amazing, you know, and just with these small tools. And it just goes to show how you look at these ancient temples and these these ancient monoliths that exist to that exist today and you think oh those must have been done by aliens but no it just goes to show the true power of human ingenuity and what you can do because as you said uh, this uh, this enormous beautiful structure was done with with chisels and hammers chisels and hammers yeah I mean eventually they they upgraded you know as time went on because the project spanned 15 years Mm so I have to assume that eventually they were able to bring in some some heavier equipment yeah for some of this stuff but yeah I mean initially the the first chambers were done with chisels old school in 1978 by like an eco neo-pagan eco utopian eco village wow the, fe- the federation or the foundation federation of dominor yeah inspired by a shooting star mm-hmm. and the, apparently it started back when um oberto was a boy he had dreams of um a colony of people that lived in a beautiful like underground society a utopian underground society and essentially that's what he achieved and you know what you're saying is totally totally the the idea behind Dominor basically from from what I picked up was the whole um, ideology is a testament to the ability of what mankind can do like if you can dream it you can do it yes absolutely and this really goes to this maybe this is the theme for the week dreams and 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 the kind of cosmic energy and and really living in your truth and living in your inspiration you know uh i had jeanette sweetman on yesterday she did a live nato chart reading on the air that was really fun really spectacular and we really dug into but uh, in, in, into dreams and a little bit of the esoteric side of of life and getting into what things mean that we don't really pay attention to, you know, because there's a, there's a whole side of human consciousness that really isn't even paid attention to in America, because in other uh, societies and other countries and in other cultures, uh, that side of life is very much so um, uh, nurtured, you know. But here, it's it's so stifled and it's so and it's so shriveled because from childhood we're taught that oh dreams and the stars these things are just fairy tale or like oh yes but we don't pay attention to those things but it's 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 a big side of life you know and it's and it's a big thing so when we when we hear stories like this 
where someone's inspired by a shooting star or, or, or by, well, inspired by dreams he's had through his life and then he knows that the signal is the shooting star. It's, it's really something powerful that I find vastly interesting. It's amazing how far we've come from, I mean, it's like we came from a place of following stars and dreams mm-hmm. and just how detached we've become from all of that and what we hold important you know, in the Western world, it's, it's kind of amazing. It's, I, I, so I really appreciate stories of an entire, um, you know, collective of people that their whole ideology is about keeping, preserving these ideas and these signals, these important signals. Yes. And really, really getting back to the roots, because when you hear these kinds of stories, you, you think, oh, new age. But no, it's the oldest of age mm-hmm. <laughs> and ideology. You know, all the all of the many pyramids on Earth are lined up with the stars. All of the most advanced societies that we can't replicate today are have to do entirely with the universe and, and the cosmos and, and being able to, to read stars and being able to tap into energy you know um every animal on earth can tap into the magnetic uh, pull of the earth except for humans consciously hmm. isn't that interesting we're Very taught that this stuff isn't even real we're, t- we're taught that this stuff doesn't matter we're taught not to even pay, pay attention to these things but we're here this, this it's a part of our natural human ability our natural human being is to be able to, to do these things, tap into these things, uh, see different geometric patterns in the earth. You know, that I am always interested in visual artists and how they see the world, you know? I, I, I've always wanted just to trade places with someone who's really excellent in, in creating life forms and creating things with visual art. Um, just so I can see, how do you see the world? When I look out into the city, I see this, but how do you see this? I was uh, I was uh, taking a walk with someone who's a really phenomenal artist one late night, and we were uh, just talking, and then we stopped, and he looked out into the horizon, and he was just really describing things, and then I started to see things too, and I just thought, man, how beautiful it must be just to have your eyes. <laughs> Well, my, I mean, if you're asking, like really asking my whole um, perception day to day, like how I see things as I'm always evaluating dark, light and color, I can't not do it anymore. It comes from, um, it comes from formal training. I don't know if it's, I think, I don't know if it's, it might've been something that, it definitely was something that was sharpened in my formal training. Like after I was like formally trained, it was definitely like in painting like lifelike things. It was definitely something I started really, I can't live life without doing it. I'm always looking like, oh, that's Viridian. Oh, that's chartreuse. That's, oh, this would be a fabulous, you know, color for this. And I'm always kind of like assessing shapes and light, like the play of shapes and light and color. And it's always kind of this shifting, uh, shifting picture in my head i don't really know how to how to describe it yeah no i totally understand it i feel like it's almost like sound with me it's like any i've always tapped into sound i would as a kid i would sit in open fields and just listen to sound listen to the sound of the wind of the birds of the children playing in the background of the city streets of the ambulance 
there's not there's no greater soundscape to me than being in a downtown area of some city and life is just going on. There's the ambulance going by. There are the there, there are the people downstairs fighting on the streets having crazy hot times. Hot dog sizzling. There's a hot dog <laughs> sizzling. There's a smell of the of the of the of the downtown diners cooking up their their Philly cheese steaks or whatever. And I love it. I'll, I'll go right to sleep and sleep peacefully like a baby amongst all the chaos. I love it. I love sounds. I love different sounds. And, and I love to, to drown out certain sounds to tune into other sounds. It's like a practice for me. And it's really fun. Well, I'm sure like like you see, like I see shapes and pictures and everything. Literally every, every shape is like, oh, that looks like, you know how you see like clouds. And you're like, oh, that looks like something. Like that's my life with trees, windows, whatever. I see things but i'm sure with that as sound is like that with you 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 hear rhythms and melodies in in like that sort of cacophony probably i don't know yeah like and then just the the natural vibrations and the the heartbeats and and the chirping of the birds and 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 really everything and then we and 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 that really ties into when you see things like the temple of dominor and Italy, if you want to look this up, is really spectacular. Uh, give your eyes a treat today. It's really nice. You see people who are really tapped into that kind of stuff in their own way. And then they're able to draw other other people in. Because I, another thing is that when you are tapped in and you are in that space, you attract other people. It's, it's a little bit of a, of a law of attraction. You attract other people to help you accomplish your goals. And like this is in every book. It's in everything that you see. The people just don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. But when you are living in your purpose and you're living in something that you're supposed to do and living in your truth... The universe will make it happen for you. Oh, It'll yeah. bring people to you. And, and as long as you're working for it and putting out that energy and so people can find you, as long as you're that beacon, you'll always find, find, um, you'll find your, your tribe, your, your people. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Federation of Dominor uh, that Oberto Abadi started, started with probably 10 people and is now tens of thousands of people globally tens of thousands of people globally and then the italian government tries to destroy it and the community uh is like no this is amazing can't you see what's going on here this is incredible why would you do this and then they can't help but to leave it alone i feel like when when you've really done it and what and what the cosmos has for you no one can take it away from you it's like nope this is here it's supposed to be here and there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry, Judas. <laughs> yeah. Now it's one of the eighth wonders of the world. You can still go there. I don't know what their COVID situation is because it is Italy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was a it is a tourist attraction. I, I, I looked there. it up um, just before we started and it is closed today, but you can go there. If you plan to drop by Italy, I don't I'm not where in Italy is this? It's 31 miles north of Turin, the city of Turin. Drop by, stop by the Temple of Dominor, and uh, give your eyes a feast. Uh, we're going to take a quick song break, and then we're going to come back with uh, What's the Tea on Facebook with Liza Lee. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's such a good segment. That was Delicate by the legendary T-Swizzle, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so if you were just tuning in with us, we are in the studio with Liza Lee for Art Talk with Liza Lee. And today we're talking about the temple, well, the federation of the Temple of Dominor uh, in 
Northern Italy, Northern Italy. Yeah, the Temple of Dominor in Northern Italy, built by the Federation of Dominor. Yes, yeah. and it is amazing. It's a, a fantastic man man made site built in the twentieth uh, century, uh, just by a group of people who just believed in something and believed in this guy who had this vision, and they just made it happen. Uh, so, if you would like to uh, to uh, look at that, please YouTube uh, the Temple of Dominor. It's a three minute video and just goes over what's there, how it came to be, and its whole story is really spectacular. So check that out. But now we're here for one of my fa- what's become one of my favorite segments. <laughs> what's the tea on Facebook? So I do a little segment called What's the Tea on Facebook where I literally scroll through my personal Facebook page and I just read the posts on there and I react to them. I never know what's going to happen. I don't vet these posts out. I just read them and weep. And um and sometimes I, I do weep from laughter. People are crazy <laughs> on Facebook. So uh, so the first post is from Jackie Borders, the mother of our very own Cullen McCormick. We do love Jackie. She's beautiful uh, over there in Nashville, Tennessee. She goes, happy 19th birthday to my sweet, determined, stubborn, and beautiful princess. You're the best of both, girly and tough. You believed you were a real princess when you were little, and I don't think much has changed since. I love you so much. I hope you have a magical birthday. And shout out to, to, uh, to Grace McCormick. Happy birthday to you. She is such a nice girl. When I met her in, uh, in Nashville at uh, Cullen and Stasha's ceremony, it was, it was really amazing. I sang um, an, an, an original song of mine for her, and she loved it. So shout out to you, Gracie. My sister's birthday is coming up, too. Funny enough, uh, uh, big Capricorn vibes, right? My, mm-hmm. my sister sent me uh, literally 10 selfies this, this, <laughs> this morning. I'm not kidding. 10 selfies. And I was like, uh, are these the pictures you want me to uh, post on your, on your birthday? She goes, yes. I thought, <laughs> I thought you might need options. I said, you know what? I respect it. Yeah, I respect it. I love it. Um, uh, oh, we have a lot of birthdays today. Uh, Crystal Lachey, aka Crystal Rivers, aka I don't know what her married name is, but her Facebook name is Crystal Lachey. She's a girl I went to high school with back in the day. Thirty-one trips around the sun. Happy B Earth birth. Oh, I like that B Earth day to me. The Capricorns are on it today. You know what I love about Capricorn energy? Hmm. They're always hardworking. They're always go getters. They're about the money. They're like there for it. They like the finer things in life. So these selfies on these Capricorn birthdays are giving me everything. Crystal, you look good, girl. Happy birthday. Thirty-one. I'll, I'll be there and. Eight months. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we have next? So I literally just scroll through the Facebook page and I um, and I just read what's there. So I don't know what what will be said. Even as I'm reading, sometimes I don't know. So this post is from Ketchikan. It's the uh, Mary L. Stevenson posted on the Ketchikan community cycle. Oh, I hope this is okay. Uh, she goes. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's dated January first. 2022 Tuesday time 7 a.m. road conditions update attention has been given to the downtown streets by road and sidewalk crew thank you if street if street is vacant or parked of if 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 street is vacant of parked (laughs) cars it is clean to the curbside spilling over onto sidewalk with rock hard ice Snow beams, berms, beams or berms, berms. Berms, 
I've never heard the word the word berms. If cars are parked, crew go around leaving a huge rock hard snow ice berm. Either way, there are there were snow berms. Either way, where snow berms occur, I'm sorry, I can't, I, I don't know if this is written weird or if I'm reading it weird. Uh, snow where where snow berms occur, they become guardrails, difficult to exit a vehicle and or blocking entrances to merchants. Pedestrians must enter the block at intersection and walk down to merchant store front streets. Oh, this is a very long post. Okay, so she's had it. <laughs> she is not happy. Uh, uh, who is Mary Stevenson? You are not happy. She's not happy. She says these snow berms are driving me crazy. <laughs> you know, I've been feeling really bad for the people. I guess they just don't drive much that are just like, you know, like around where where, you know, I live that like the cars are just kind of buried in front of the houses. Oh, yeah. I I remember when I used to walk up Forest Avenue, is it Forest, up, up that Forest Hill a lot? I would always see cars that would just be basically blockaded in yeah, by to, their, to their spots for the, for the whole winter and they would not be able to move and I'm just like oh wow what can you even do when it's ice too I see I walk everywhere and, and I and I do know what she's talking about with these snow berms like today I feel like I've had to to hike uh, uh, at least 10 small small mountains of, uh, of, of snow luckily I have my, my, my ice cleats and I hope to get some more today because one of my straps on my cleats broke Oh yeah, hopefully they have more. Yeah, now. hopefully they have more by 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 now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the next post on what's the tea with Facebook. Oh, also from the Catch a Can community cycle. See, we don't have any hot tea today just yet. Hopefully we get a nice juicy post. I usually only do five posts. Uh, she says, Froyo is back. It looks like they are in the AMP deli, if I'm not mistaken. And they have their frozen yogurt machines back. So if you've been jonesing for your frozen yogurt, for your Froyo, hey, it's back. Is back in action. Uh, so this next post goes from uh, is from my friend uh, Tierra uh, back home. She goes, well, she shares a post that goes, meatloaf has to be the nastiest meal ever. Freaking burger cake with ketchup ice cream <laughs> with with with, uh, with ketchup icing. I have to say, I love a meatloaf, but not every meatloaf is the same. No, I make a good meatloaf. I personally have never made a meatloaf, but growing up, we would have meatloaf every now and again. And as long as you season that meat well, mm-hmm. you're you have the the the, the right. If, if it's ketchup that you top it with, I like a gravy. I like mustard. I don't like stone ground mustard. mustard. Yes. Oh. A good seedy like mustard. Mustard on, mustard on top. Mm-hmm. I just top it with a good seedy mustard. Yeah. Oh. It's a Steve Ranella, the meat eater recipe. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. See, I would think you would put the put the mustard in the uh, meat as you're as you're like seasoning it. No, I do Worcestershire and a little bit of milk. I think oatmeal, um, onions, mm. and then in the middle I do like some sautéed spinach and pine nuts. I like lay down half the meat, do spinach, pine nuts, lay the other half on top and top it with mustard oh my goodness that sounds really good i like to season my burger with lipton onion soup mix lipton onion soup mix that's ingenious lipton onion soup mix it's so flavorful even even beyond meatloaf even just for like hand-packed burgers lipton onion soup mix it adds a whole different level of flavor so meatloaf has to be the nastiest meal ever maybe you just can't cook 
<laughs> maybe you're not a good cook. Maybe you don't know how to make the loaf, as we call it. No one calls it that. I just made that up. But maybe you just don't know how to cook the the the, the loaf. There's nothing better than a meatloaf with a gravy, a good, thick, nice, savory gravy, some mashed potatoes, maybe throw some, I don't know, what's your vegetable? Maybe some some asparagus on the side. Meatloaf mashed potatoes, you can't beat you, it. You can't beat Only it. by a meatloaf sandwich. A meatloaf sandwich is good. I see, oh, are you, This takes me back to grade school when we would have meatloaf and mashed potatoes in, in the cafeteria. I'm, I'm literally salivating. <laughs> With those with those dinner rolls, you would take the yes. mashed potato, you would take the dinner roll, you would slather some of that mashed potato on that dinner roll, you would take the meatloaf and you would shove that meatloaf inside of that dinner roll, you'd make a meatloaf mashed potato sandwich, and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, it was very serious. <laughs> it was very serious. I loved it. Uh, our last post on What's the Tea with Facebook. Oh, look, your, your Aunt Brooke said snow. She's showing all the snow around. Shout out to Brooks Godwin. We love her. <laughs> uh, so the last post on What's the Tea with Facebook is from our good friend Amber G or Amber Muka Mauka. Makua? Makua, I think. Amber Makua. I'm sorry, Amber. I didn't mean to mess your name up. I love you, darling. Uh, so Amber says Christmas Eve. So so I should I should set this up. There is there are two photos of a bunch of Polaroids, a bunch of Polaroid photos. So it's, it's a photo of photos. Whoa. Inception. Uh, so Amber says Christmas Eve stretched on forever for the kiddo and I we stayed up late playing board games eating popcorn and chocolate and taking turns being the class clown we decided to do Christmas that night as it was well past midnight I got her an instax an instax 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 modern equivalent to the Polaroid camera, and she learned that sometimes the film comes out without the image she was intending. So instead of letting her feel those moments were lost on film, we took turns doodling on them until we could see a completely different image come forth. Creativity with a new intention. Twas the night for the books, my friends. That's adorable. I love that. And that really ties into the whole theme of our show today. That's the perfect last post. Amber, your timing is always perfect. And it just goes into the Temple of Domador and creating what you want to see, creating what you want to be in life and creating what you need to exist. Yes. Oh, my good friend, the one and only, the legendary, the uh, the, the, uh, the 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 fighter, boxer supreme, uh, uh, Ernesto Zarate, just said a good job on the show. Thank you, Ernesto. <laughs> Thanks, I've got to have Ernesto on to talk about his fights and like what he's planning to do. He's leaving us soon. Can you believe it? Yeah, you have to have him on before. I did not know that, Ernesto. Don't go. Ernesto's leaving. I, Ernesto Zarate is leaving. Catch a can. Everyone throw eggs at him. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's going to uh, to to pursue bigger things, but I, I think I'll let him talk about it. I think I'm going to have him on the show soon. Uh, thank you, Ernesto. I love you. Uh, so yes, so yeah, so it just t- it just ties in everything. The Temple of Dominar, creating the reality that you want to see, creating what you want to be, and just taking what you see and making it 
your own. I don't know. I feel like I've gone on, 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 a, on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> but anyways, shout out to Amber G. Shout out to you, Liza Lee. Thank you for coming in. And uh, thank you all for thank tuning you. in and listening to Arts Talk with Liza Lee on the First City Forum brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. Tune in tomorrow for Queer Talk with Ryan McHale. Uh, Ryan, I love Wednesdays because Ryan we come in and we just talk about things we never know what's gonna come out like sometimes it's deep sometimes it's not deep and Evan Porter usually plays live music at the end so we'll see how that all turns out I'm very excited but anyways have a great day ladies and gentlemen and I will see you or talk to you tomorrow (laughs) Bye. bye